0: when a mother gives birth, the baby comes out, the placenta comes out, the milk comes in, and the sun rises in the east. She doesn't have a choice whether to make milk or not. She can either give it directly or indirectly or throw it out because otherwise
1: her breasts are going to fill with milk and she'll be uncomfortable. Hello, I'm Carolyn and this is What Doulas Know. I'm a doula, the mother of two, and for over 40 years a registered nurse. My goal is to educate, support, and empower before, during, and after pregnancy, with a special emphasis on labor and childbirth. All information presented in this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. The persons presenting the episodes are not licensed doctors. You should consult a qualified medical professional before making any decisions regarding your health, including any decisions based on information presented here. It's Carolyn. Today, we're going to talk on what doulas know about breastfeeding. Um, On this episode, we have Linda Smith. And if you've listened to other episodes, you know that Linda is a wealth of information on aspects of pregnancy, birth and breastfeeding, and is compassionate about educating women. And Linda, so why is breast the best? It's what your body's designed to do. Every
0: mammal has milk makes milk that is specific for their young. So milk of mother rabbits is designed to help the baby rabbits run fast to get away of predators. So that's a different composition than the milk of a baby uh mother seal whose baby has to keep warm in the ocean or a baby cow's got to stand up at birth. Our babies have to think. We are the smartest species. So the milk of human mothers is designed for brain growth. Not necessarily standing up fast or first and running fast or keeping warm. We're trying
1: to create smart people. So the breast milk, what is the composition? How does how does that all begin? Because I had a preemie, and they told me my breast milk was exactly what my preemie needed, and it was totally different milk than a full term baby would have gotten. So how does that all happen? So around the time that a baby, a
0: a gestating baby, starts being able to swallow, around 12 to 16 weeks, around the first trimester, the breasts start making colostrum, which is mostly proteins and fats and protective elements. So that increases during, at the pregnancy, kind of at the same pace that the growing baby does. As the mother comes near birth, that changes to a higher, I mean, just more, more and more of it. When the mother gives birth and the placenta delivers, that removes chemicals that will now trigger the breast to start adding sugar to the milk, which draws in more water from your ankles than everywhere else. So the biggest difference between colostrum and mature milk is that it's diluted with lactose and water. Lactose is especially important for brain growth. So for premature babies, the babies who get the milk of the mother who delivered the baby or gave birth to the baby is right for that baby. But the baby wasn't supposed to be born yet. Mm -hmm. So people are studying that all over the world. There's actually a controversy over whether certain minerals are needed like calcium and phosphorus. And since we don't know how that baby would have grown outside the womb because they didn't, they were still supposed to be inside the womb, it's hard to come up with concoctions that would match what they should have gotten. And that's a worldwide controversy. But we know that human milk is way, way, way top of the list for a preemie. Most moms make plenty of milk. Most moms make at least a third more than any one baby would need. So making milk is usually easy for most women. If for whatever reason it's not happening for her, mothers can donate their milk. And that milk is even better for preemies than any other animal's milk because it's human milk.
1: So breastfeeding is a public health issue. And Hugely. I, and I know you have your master's in, in public health. What is – how is how's the United States doing in breastfeeding compared to other countries or globally? In some respects, we're doing fairly well.
0: Our initiation rate across the country exceeds 80 percent. So 80 percent of mothers want to breastfeed. Now, let me pause for a minute here. When a mother gives birth, the baby comes out, the placenta comes out. The milk comes in and the sun rises in the east. She doesn't have a choice whether to make milk or not. In years past, they were given lactation suppression drugs even into my personal history. But now we know the milk is going to come in. Uh, That's not a good term, but we'll use that term. She can either give it directly or indirectly or throw it out because otherwise her breasts are going to fill with milk and she'll be uncomfortable. So part of the Baby-Friendly Hospital Initiative is teaching every woman how to express her milk before the baby's born, because nobody deserves to have milk that just hurts and stays in her breast. She can express it and throw it down the drain. She can express it and give it to her baby, or she can express it and help the baby nurse
1: directly. Do they give the medication anymore to dry you up? No.
0: Even, Even in the case of if a baby doesn't live, Many mothers have found that donating that milk to a, don- a human milk bank where it's pasteurized and screened is something that is very healing for them because mm-hmm. they can then
1: benefit some other mother okay, or some other baby. Right. So the the breastfeeding is a public health issue. So what kind of organizations – are helping women breastfeed, like Lalichi League. I know that was that's been around for a yes, while. Yes,
0: La Lalichi League. I'm still very involved with Lalichi League. So you have support organizations that help mothers to mothers. So Lalichi League is the biggest one. There's others. There's Breastfeeding USA. There's uh, Black Mothers Breastfeeding Association, and I don't even know the names of all those around the country. So in every community, there should be some kind of a mothers support organization. They function more or less similarly on the grand scheme of things. It's peers helping peers. I'm an old lady now. I don't look like a 23-year-old mother with a four-month-old anymore. I know, looks could be (laughs) deceiving. So mothers who wear a headscarf can help mothers wearing a headscarf. Mothers who have tattoos help mothers who have tattoos and so on. We Additionally, there are professional support organizations, the chief of which are the Lactation Consultant Associations. There's the International One, there's the U.S., there's Ohio, there's organizations of lactation consultants who have to have a bachelor's degree in a health field, they have to have 90-plus hours of continuing ed, and they have to have experience helping mothers. So I'm involved in that. So most of the birthing hospitals now will have lactation consultants on staff. There's also, um, peer support organizations within the WIC, the Women, Infant, and Children's Program. Most of the U.S. states will have peer counselor programs where mothers who are on WIC and have had experience in breastfeeding get some training in there around to help. So those are all terrific. So, and then we've got doctors that are trained in breastfeeding. The Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine is one. The American Academy of Pediatrics section on breastfeeding is another. There's a group within the Obstetrics Association. Um, a lot of midwives have got extra training in breastfeeding. So you've got peer support. You've got professional lactation support. You've got physician support on the bottom of a three-legged triangle. You've also got organizations that protect breastfeeding, like try to limit unethical formula marketing. Formulas needs to be available. That's not an issue. How it's marketed in either an ethical way or an unethical way is the issue. There's also the promotion organizations like the World Alliance for Breastfeeding Advocacy and people that celebrate World Breastfeeding Week, which in the U.S. is the first week of August. Other countries celebrate the first week of October. But it's saying breastfeeding is a good thing to do, and there's
1: organizations that do that. What if you have a mother that just simply doesn't want anything to do with it? Is it do you think it's the way they were brought up or th- – they aren't in tune with the knowledge that is surrounds the benefits of breastfeeding. We don't
0: really know why some women, it's not their cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And in those cases, all of us in the lactation field are trained in how to help her wind it down as safely as possible. And within the Baby Friendly Initiative, it's a requirement that the hospital
1: has to help her learn how to use formula safely. Okay. So how, how do you wind it down then?
0: Breasts make milk. They make about one-third more than what the baby is needing that day and ongoing. So the trick is to take a little bit off the top. So get rid, express, squeeze out 10% of the milk, and the production will gradually diminish. It'll take weeks to a month or two, but it does go away. And when it goes away, your periods come back.
1: Okay, so it does diminish because I know I was, when I had my preemie, I pumped for four months, but then without the skin-to-skin and, All the others, I I just couldn't maintain that. Sure. And nobody likes to cuddle up to a breast pump. (laughs) It's a temporary expedient. I know
0: people do it for whatever their reasons. Uh, I'm glad we have so many good pumps around now, which we didn't when my kids were babies. Um, So we learn how, we teach everybody how to hand express. It's something you can do in the bathroom if you're out on a date. Yeah. Even if you don't have your pump there, even if there's a tornado like we've had in Dayton with no electricity, you've always got most people usually have their hands. Yeah. <laughs> so the the bottom line here is making milk is easy for most women. If you don't want to use it, throw it away, but do it gradually so you're not hurt. Okay. And if you don't like how formula feeding is going, most of us in the lactation world will help the mother bring her milk back in and get the baby back to breast. It's a little bit harder than if she started that way, but we do that
1: all the time too because formula feeding doesn't always work. I also want to ask you, Linda, about um, there's a lot of things on Facebook about people being shamed if they try to breastfeed on a park bench. And there's, there's Oh, good grief. There's I a- just
0: roll my <gasps> eyes. Come on. That was boring in 1970 when I was having my kids. <laughs> if you don't like seeing a baby fed, don't look. Every U.S. state has the law protecting women for nursing their baby anywhere that the woman and the baby are otherwise authorized to be, period. It's now against the law to harass those women. Some states have laws that have
1: fines if you're found harassing a woman. That's awesome. I know there are a lot of implements to help, if you have there's scarves, there's jackets. Oh there's yeah, and that works when they got a tiny baby. You carriers. get five month
0: old, they pull them off. Yeah, <laughs> just it's like peekaboo. <laughs> it's like seeing somebody with tattoos or piercings on their face. If you don't like it, don't look. Right. It's, every state has a law now. It's not Ohio was it was legal in Ohio to have topless beaches before Ohio had a law protecting women from being harassed for nursing their baby, feeding their baby in public. And yet it still happens. I get calls, I don't know how often, several times a year. There have been lawsuits and just, oh, good grief. Get over it.
1: (laughs) But that's another episode of What Doulas Know. Uh, Join us for the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of What Doulas Know. You can learn more about the show and my guests at whatdoulasknow.com. Please rate and review this show. It helps get more exposure and reach additional people. Peace to all. Thanks.